Hello, everyone. This is Philip from The Designers Must. On this episode, we're going to continue where we left off on the previous episode, which is talking about the turtleneck project I've been working on. On the last episode, the factory I had been working with was unable to continue working with me due to the employees not returning to work, among other things. So at that point, I had gotten some interest and I thought I should continue the project. So I looked for additional or other factories in the New York area. I was able to find a factory and after some email communication, we decided to meet up and I got to speak with the owner and founder of the factory. As I went to the factory, first impression was this was a different sort of factory I'm used to working with. Many factories I worked with in New York are small, smaller operations. The demographic of the workers is quite old. Many seem to be near retirement. And I think that's the general impression I got of the industry in um, the U.S. is just being a employee at a clothing factory is not popular profession these days. But this factory I'd been working with, this one I found very different. Demographic was the opposite. Everyone was probably in their 20s or 30s, very young folks. And that also applied to the owner. Turns out, I actually wanted him to be a guest, but I don't think that's ever going to happen now. Uh, But it turns out that he had gotten venture capital funding and the factory is actually not necessarily the priority of this company. The company is actually planning to create production management software um, specifically for clothing. Now, if you are familiar with Jira or Rally, which are essentially project management tools in the corporate workplace, this is something similar, but for making clothes. So uh, to go into a little more detail, Jira and Rally are project management tools, usually for agile projects or projects done in the agile methodology, uh, which in the corporate world is usually for projects of many teams, many groups of people, and you need a central location with all the information. There are going to be requirements for what particular functionality needs to be there. What is the priority of all these different functionalities? What functionality should be created next? Who's working on what? And obviously you don't want to do this through email because things can get lost. And this is all captured in these project management tools. This is something similar that the factory was creating. However, it was for clothing production. So clients could track their orders and make changes on the fly and enter in all the details themselves because the current process is not like that. There are few computers used at all in any of the factories I've been at and having technology seems to be the future. I mean, that would make sense. Uh, So it was actually a sensible idea and I can see how there was actually a lot of funding for this. This this is pretty exciting how this factory was trying to do something different, trying to do something cutting edge. And I believe it made a lot of sense. So different sort of factory, but the the machines were actually quite nice. As I mentioned, they actually probably used nicer machines than the previous factory I was at. One other aspect was that this factory did not require a knitwear designer. So they would actually have the person at the factory translate what I was saying, enter it into the machines themselves. So no third party was needed. So I thought maybe there'll be fewer gaps in communication with these samples. In all, this factory seemed like it had everything going for it. So this seemed to be a really exciting venture. So we start with the sampling process. It did take a few months to get the sample the way I wanted it. Maybe that should have been a red flag. However, I am fairly familiar with folks not getting things right the first time or even maybe the second time. So it didn't bother me too much and they continue to make the samples anyway. So it did not seem to be a big issue. 
So after a couple of months, we actually got to the point where I thought the sample was pretty good. And that's where I decided to test the grading. Things actually have not so much to do with factory, but it's just more the process that of what was involved. When you grade clothes, you create clothes in different sizes because when you're making samples, you're making them in one size. However, you are obviously going to produce in multiple sizes. So to grade something means to take something from an initial size and create the dimensions and patterns for all these other sizes that are not the initial size. This being my very first sweater and I wanted to confirm everything fit. So I sent out the sweaters to my friends whose sizes I knew. And unfortunately, this is where the silly concept of vanity sizing reared its ugly head. Most of the sweaters are actually too small. Now, glad I got to this problem earlier rather than later. However, it was still a real inconvenience because now everyone had the wrong size sweater and I was not going to be able to figure out my sizing. While I'm on the topic, I don't think it makes any sense. The idea of vanity sizing is sort of analogous to changing times on your clock. Uh, you might change the clock to be two minutes faster than it actually is. I've known people that do that. My mom did that all the time and I hated that. A clock should tell the true time, just like numbers should correlate with the number that is there. And when you change that, I don't think you're actually solving the problem. You're just making it more difficult because ideally, if you know your own size, you should be able to pick something in your size and get the right fit. And we all know the worst part about buying clothes is getting something that doesn't fit and then having to resend it back, go back, leave the fitting room, and find something in another size. Imagine how much more pleasant the experience would be if you could get things correct on the first try. The other thing I want to point out is if a company can't be honest with their sizing, what makes you think they can be honest with anything else? As I was trying to test the grading, I also had to prepare for production. And to do so, I had to make sure I had enough yarn. Now, it seems due to the pandemic, the supplier I used for my yarn actually did not have enough on hand for my production order. So this caused a bit of concern because I needed about 150 pounds of yarn and I could not get that much. So I guess this is a good experience in trying to understand everything that needs to happen for production. Fortunately, you can place special orders, which is what uh, I did to get the amount of yarn I needed. While all this was happening, while I was sending out the samples, waiting on feedback, trying to figure out the grading was right, checking in about yarn, figuring out what colors of yarn I needed, figuring how much yarn I needed, figuring out when I could get it. When all these things were happening, something else was happening at the factory, which was they had implemented their tool. And in doing so, there was actually a new system in place at this factory. Every client now had to be part of a subscription. And these subscriptions range from free to $14,000, $15,000. Kind of a shock to me because I did not really expect this, didn't really plan for this, and definitely would raise the cost of making sweaters at this place. There was a lot of back and forth conversations to figure out what subscription did I need to do what I wanted. So a whole lot of things were going on, a whole lot of decisions had to be made. Fall rolled around and 
uh, I was actually able to start wearing my sweater. As I wore the sweater more, I realized something was a little off about the sweater, and I wanted a particular thing changed about it. So I went back to the factory and inquired. The response I got was, in order to make this change, I would actually have to upgrade my subscription to the next level. The next level being about $4,000 more a year. That seemed like a lot of money, uh, because for $4,000, you can make many, many samples for many different items, even in New York. To summarize the conversation, it seemed they were not going to do what they had previously said they would do for me. All their previous emails indicated that I could make changes in my current tier. And unfortunately, when we got to that point, I was no longer able to do so. Or at least not able to do so without needing to upgrade to this other tier. Overall, not getting a response from the founder that let's work together on this and try to figure something out, or even responding to emails that I'd copy-pasted gave me the impression he did not care, and it didn't matter what they had told me. All that mattered was what they believed in or what things were now. Who knows, maybe I misinterpreted some things that they said these past few days, but I got the impression that they didn't care and I should go elsewhere. In fact, I will quote one sentence that stood out in the founder's email back to me. I quote, because I have the email open now, In my experience, companies that have spent less time in product development and more time on marketing and sales have been successful. A sentence like that, that seems to encourage I spend less time in product development, more time on marketing and sales, is the antithesis, I think, of what I actually want to do. Clearly, it means we are not on the same page. This general episode has made me think about why I started uh, trying to make clothes, which I have a day job, and how work is done at that job is not the way I would like to be working. The way it's done is similar to, I think, what he said, focus on sales and marketing and less on the product. Because... Regardless of what you do, you can always spin it as better. If some, Even if something went wrong, you can spin it as a positive. That's what I wanted to avoid because I wanted just to make something great and have it speak for itself. It's hard to make great product and it's so much easier to, after the fact, just spin it as a positive and move on. However, I know for some of these factories, this is the equivalent of my day job for them, where their priority may not be to help people create the greatest clothes that they can make or to make things as good as they can make them. It is to get things done, to check the box and get it out the door. This is just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, even if I accepted the the charges and continued, I'm sure there'd be a lot more issues along the line because we're just not looking at things the same way. And at my day job, we have processes, we have procedures. We tend to have them in place, not to make things go faster, but to cover our ass. And you can make exceptions if you actually want someone to get the result they want without going through the whole process and rules and regulations. In general, when you make someone go through the whole process, it's because you don't care and you want an excuse. The process is the excuse, so you don't have to say, I just don't want to do that for you. That's the impression I was getting with this tier nonsense of I need to be in this other tier to do this change. They just didn't want to do it and they created this excuse so they wouldn't 
I'm looking for a new factory because this is sort of my escape from my day job. It is something idealistic, aspirational, artistic. With that, don't feel sorry for me. You all are the real victims here. It's everyone else who is always the victim of these decisions. These decisions have a trickle-down effect. I mean, as we've seen these past few years, decisions matter. They have an effect on things. This is not just about me and my clothes. It's about anyone who cares about having things done the right way, spending the time to make sure things are done right, people caring about the details, people caring about the process. When we don't, we end up with, I guess, the status quo, the way things are. And things are not as great as they could be with that, I want to say thank you all for your support. I hope this was interesting. Uh, I would love to try to share some of my thoughts uh, as I work on these other projects. However, things are, as always, <laughs> uncertain. So I will keep you all posted. Stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening.